These may be challenging times, but have hope and listen to the untold health stories about incredible people who have committed their lives to better their communities. Diverse health activists, direct medical providers, community organizers that are helping our communities to get healthier and stronger. Stories of local heroes during the pandemic and even before that proves over and over again that people can come together during times of need and make the world a better place. Stories you would never hear of, except at Healthcare Untold, hosted by Barbara Ann Garcia. Our guest today is Bob McElroy, the Executive Director of the Alpha Project for the Homeless in San Diego, California. Welcome to Healthcare Untold, Bob. Thank you, Barb. Appreciate uh, being here. Yeah. Well, we're so honored to have you um, as the executive director of the Alpha Project for the Homeless in San Diego. And as I looked you up, it looks like you're the founder of the Alpha Project. And I know, you know, nonprofits have lots of people involved, but it always needs a, a you know, a good leader. And so I thought we could start with just uh, your background a little bit and how you started the project. Well, in 1988, we started Alpha as a street ministry, uh, making sandwiches and things like that. And then it was evolved into a, you know, that was, what, 37 years ago? It's a long wow. time. Wow. And uh, as an empowerment program um, to lift people up, you know, I, I was saying that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of, there were a lot of soup kitchens and there were a lot of uh, SROs, senior occupancy motels and things like that, some shelters, but there wasn't anybody, you know, talking to folks as the folks and giving them work opportunities. And so we started back in the gas lamp, putting people to work at that in 1988, the gas lamp in San Diego was being transitioned into what it is today. An mm-hmm. entertainment center it used to be the location of rescue missions and salvation That's right. other places. That's right. So uh, they moved all the, the, uh, existing facilities out to the very, very far margins of what used to be called the warehouse district, because that's what it was. It was abandoned warehouses all through, which is now East Village. And, you know, our reputation kind of grew of, you know, this guy is putting homeless people to work. And I just, you know, the Bible says, you don't work, you don't eat, right? You look people up, you don't put them down. I look at people as folks and folks not. We've unfortunately become a society of stereotypes and stigmas and labels and We've lost the humanity when you hear the word homeless, you know, and people think that there's some kind of subset of humanity, which is not true. There are brothers, sisters, our kids, our grandmas and grandpas. So because I came from that environment, I was a single single parent child and uh, grew up basically on the streets. My mom worked from sun up to sun down back in the 50s and 60s. And, you know, coming from a divorced uh, uh, family, it uh there was nothing cool about it, not that there is today, but it was certainly less acceptable than what we have today. You were like a leper. And so, uh, you know, going through all the trials and tribulations growing up as a, uh, you know, a kid without a dad, you know, had its, had its issues. I, I did a lot of things. I played sports and that kind of stuff and to overcome. But uh, as I said, in, in 88, I had a, profound i call it apostle paul experience i don't put it on anybody else you can probably tell after five minutes of talking to me i wasn't called to be a pastor i'm just a street guy mm-hmm. that that loves the folks on the street and all the things that i did prior to alpha which was which has been over half my life now um was was 
it got me to the point where I am today. I thought that the, I was chasing what the world have to, had to offer, you know, the, the, the flamboyance and the money and the bling and that stuff. And that was, you always come up empty. And then I had my experience and it was all about just helping the folks that, that are looking for an opportunity to have to, to, to accept that help. And so you know, fast forward 37 years later, we've got over a thousand units of permanent housing for families and seniors and veterans. We're building another building downtown right now, 277 units for low-income housing for our folks. Uh, we've got 33 programs in seven different cities and all over California. We've got almost 400 employees of, of those employees. 90% of us have lived experiences. We've been incarcerated. We've been drug addicted. We've been alcoholics. We've been homeless and all these things. Um, and we just give those people opportunities to help others. And that's, we have a, the housing mission always says that we start base our contract agency that alpha is a different culture and we are mm -hmm. because you can't learn what we do out of a book. Um, and so those of us who've been through those, those trials, whether it be addiction and incarceration, multi-generational welfare recipients and these type of gangs, um, you, to me, that's a, a, a PhD in common sense. And then the, the, the programs that we have that need some academics behind them, we pay for our staff to do uh, continuing education and we pay for that for our drug and alcohol treatment facilities and our case management programs and lots of training there. But you can't buy, you can't learn out of, in a, in a, sitting in a, in a classroom somewhere what we do on the streets and uh, uh, not putting anybody down for that. Yeah. But it's real world experience wrapped around some academics and that makes us special for what we, what we are. So we have, you know, we just had uh, two floods uh, here. We had 2018, which we had to evac our biggest facility of 326 people. We were told that that in 2018, that was the storm of the century. Unfortunately it was not uh, fast forward to 2024. I pray to God this is the last storm of the century. Um, our location at, at uh, is the biggest uh, bridge shelter facility in San Diego, 326 people at 16th and Newton, was completely devastated. Not only did we have the atmospheric river that hit us, yeah, <clears throat> there were, there were all two, <clears throat> also two broken storm drains down the street from us which exacerbated the whole thing. Yeah. And so we had nine staff, uh, staff's cars washed down the street, literally. Uh, we had four of our vans washed down into a pond in front of the facility. And it took me about 45 minutes to get to our folks that were in the facility. We evac folks out of that facility through waist deep water into a facility. Now it's located at the old Naval uh, Hospital facility up in Balboa Park. The one thing that's always missed in these in these issues are the resilience of our staff yes. and the folks that we serve. That's well, right. they're just homeless people. I'll tell you what friends. I don't have many friends, but the friends that I do have could not do what these folks do. Right. The resilience, their, their positive attitude. They've lost everything. We were evacuating people that had no shoes on, no jackets or blankets. Everything was soaked. We had literally 15 minutes to get out of this facility. Inside the, the shelter itself was waist high water. 
contaminated water, by the way. No complaining. We just did it. Yeah. And as much as I want to give up, I can't because these folks keep me inspired. I would just pack my sleeping bag and go somewhere else. But these folks keep me coming back because they never give up. And uh, and that was that was uh, uh, exemplified in, in 2018, but more so in 2024. Now, so we evac 326 people out of that shelter. We got a call last week from the Housing Commission um, that there were 50 families that lost their homes. So this is not a different class of people. These are just folks that lost their homes down in South Crest in Southeast San Diego. And so it it just worked out by the grace of God that the housing commission had just closed uh, purchasing a Ramada Inn down the Midway District. And so they asked if Alpha could help do this. Well, I talked to my staff. You know, they're already, we're already stretched thin. You know, we've got people newly placed. We're trying to bring all the infrastructure that it takes to the showers and the bathroom facilities and the cots and the blankets and the clothing, you know, all these type of things at one spot. You know, six days later, here we're doing it all over again for families uh, that have been displaced from flooding. But my staff pulls it off. Um, and I said, these are folks that have been there and done that. These are folks that lost all their cars. Yeah. They're gone. There's no insurance that's going to cover this. And yet they step up to help somebody else. And we had one, uh, you know, the, the county and the housing commission reached out to the, to the neighborhoods that folks that lost their homes and stuff and said, we've got a place for you. I'll never forget. I was standing there last Saturday and a guy drives up in a car by himself. He left his family out at, uh, out at their, house that it was already uh, all all the infrastructure was it was just sticks because they took all the sheetrock and everything but they didn't want it looting and he came down to the site because i didn't believe when he showed up i didn't believe that this was real i didn't believe that the city the county house commission would have a place for us to go and it was so really nice actually we had uh, all of our staff we had the housing commission staff down there city staff making the beds and getting the facility beds. He immediately went in and registered to bring his family. He went back and got his family, brought him down, and they were crying because they did not believe that this was actually true. Yeah. And now we have, we're almost full. We almost have the 50 families. I think we have 30 or 40 kids um, from families who have never been through this experience before. Um, not just the flooding, but being displaced and actually being homeless. Um, and so that, those are the blessings and the things that we can do. But once again, it goes back to our staff that uh, that lost so much themselves, and yet they're always stepping up to help somebody else. And that is the spirit of humanity. Right. It sounds like that's the spirit people. of the Alpha Project also. If you're not, there's no drug in the world. That's right. I've tried them all. There's nothing out of a bottle that can give you that feeling of helping your, your brother or your sister. That's, That's what keeps me going. Yeah, Bob. That's a great story and one that really deserves attention. And, um, you know, it's really interesting because I've been in emergency response for many years. And what I've found is the nonprofit sector hasn't been um, honored as much as they should be for the work that they do and how close they are to communities. And they know the most vulnerable people in our communities. And uh, so 
it's a it's a great honor for you, Bob. And I know that every day, um, and particularly during disasters, it's it's uh, it's hard for people too. I mean, you know, they're working twenty four seven, and so we really yeah. want to highlight the Alpha Project for the homeless in San Diego. And um, we'd like to kind of push out some um, information about donations. And so we're going to put up on our story for you, Bob, um, uh, how to donate to you. And I've looked at your website, and we'll we'll do that for you. But um, any ending words for us and uh, advice and also any, um, you know, comments you'd like to make um, about your project? Yeah, I, I just, uh, as I said, I, I always try and change the, the uh, I guess, the verbiage or whatever when you, when, you, when, you, when you talk about homeless, because, you know, so many people there, unless you do this, and, and most people are just trying to take care of their families, okay? They, just, they don't, they, the only experience they've ever had was a homeless person or somebody on a freeway off ramp with all work for food sign or they've seen somebody in the tent with the side of the freeway and that's what they think when they hear the word homeless and because we've become a society of labels and stereotypes and stigmas we've taken the humanity out of this that's right. and i i totally understand that because before i had my revelation i never i wouldn't have, i just stepped over homeless people i mean it was, you know yeah. but to 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 see them as just folks they're just folks and some of us have some some fear some severe uh, chronic mental health challenges mm-hmm. um that's despicable to me the 15 to 20 percent of the folks out there who are trapped in severe mental illness and there's nothing for them because we took the we we defunded we abolished those facilities for them back in the 80s um that need comprehensive mental health care that's right uh that's despicable those folks can't even go into the lowest barrier uh, facilities simply because of their mental health challenges the other folks some who are semi-crazy like me uh we can we have resources for to bring people up we tell everybody to come in our facilities Leave all that stuff behind. Leave the stereotypes. Leave that stuff. When you come back in here, you're not homeless anymore. You're my son. You're my daughter. You're my brother and my sister. You're my mom, my dad, my grandma, and grandpa. That's that's who you are here. And we're going to treat you with that respect and treat us with the same respect. And that's why I hate it when they say we have shelters. We don't have shelters. We have communities. We have many people. We have people like... like um, granny and some of the other ones we get housing for they don't want to leave the facility because all their friends are there yeah yeah and so we have to make accommodations to make sure their friends can her friends that she has in her community at the facilities can go and visit granny you know sticking people in a box uh i was raised alone i never want to be alone sticking people in a box without camaraderie without fellowship without resources is going to fail every time that's right we are human beings and we need fellowship we need our friends we need people that truly care about us so that's incorporated and integrated to every housing facility we have we have all the support services in the buildings with other mental health counselors or case managers we also do bingo we do arts classes we do all kinds of fun stuff because we're just folks (laughs) we're just folks so let's change the stereotype yeah look at people as folks we might be a little bit scruffy. We might be this, that, and the other thing, but give us an opportunity uh, and uh, and we can get back into society uh, like everybody else and have our own spot. So 
we you know we do stuff i think one of the things we really need is hygiene packs especially ladies gear uh ladies stuff is very expensive um hygiene products and things like that that's always a big ask for us um but other than that uh you know we we ask people to come and see what we're doing our folks love to see other people other than me uh they know that we had the, the facility that washed out had 62 65 delegations from other cities mayors city managers police chiefs from other cities from around the world we had seven countries from africa come see what we were doing to see the village the community concept they tried to replicate other places we had ben carson come out twice uh, from washington when he was under the trump administration great guy um to see a community not a shelter that's right of just folks just folks looking for shot and that was it was selfish on my part part to do all these tours because our folks just appreciate it so much because they know everybody comes to see them wants something good for them is not judging them is not looking at them as something lesser than themselves they're there to help us they know they want to help us so that's always a good thing when people come and visit that's beautiful bob and as somebody that was born in san diego you know um it's really important for people to understand that um those individuals who find themselves homeless um they're you know there are family members you know all of us yeah. can say we have a family member um that has uh you know had to uh, struggle with the issue of homelessness. Yeah. Um, but on behalf of Healthcare and Toad, I really just want to honor you, Bob, and the Alpha Project. Um, the work that you're doing is so essential. And then when you think about an emergency like a flood, and not only were you responding to people, but your facility was also impacted. And yeah. so we're going to really push out the resp- you know, response from our communities that listen to our podcast to ensure that we try to get you some support and ongoing support because you do this every day uh, despite an emergency. So on behalf of Healthcare and Toad, you're our, one of our heroes today, Bob, and we really want to thank you for the work that you do on behalf of, of those who find themselves without homes. Thank, thank you so you, much, Bob. I appreciate it. God bless. Healthcare Untold. Healthcare Untold. Healthcare Untold.